Are you struggling with your training? Or is your dog maybe getting into stuff at home, jumping on the counter, stealing things, whatever? Maybe this isn't the dog's problem. Maybe this is something on your end. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Too much too soon. Are we giving our dogs too much freedom? And are we expecting maybe just a little too much from our dogs? We're going to talk about that next. Welcome to this week's episode of Learn, Laugh, Bark, and I don't know, I keep forgetting what episode we're on. I'm going to go ahead and say we're on episode four when it might be three. Who really knows? Like always, guys, this episode is brought to you by us here at OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. This is an online course-driven website that's going to have a lot of different courses we're building it up right now we're really excited about it so if you're interested in this definitely jump onto ondogtrainingacademy.com slip over to that subscribe button click that and enter your information and we will send you updates as the courses move on so today's this week's whatever you want to call it's uh, topic is too much too soon are we expecting too much out of our dogs and or are we just giving them too many freedoms when they really aren't ready or haven't earned them yet? Um, and, and just as a little caveat here, just as a little warning to everybody, it is beautifully sunny out today, 66 degrees it's saying. I was out doing training with the dogs earlier and I got the window open. I've got the dogs crated in this room with me. So if you hear birds chirping, If you hear dogs snoring, moving around, shuffling, I will do my best to not have that in the podcast audio, but this is dog training, this is dogs, and this is life, so if you hear stuff, it's just what it is, Uh, and I apologize ahead of time, and I didn't want to shut the window because it is just way too dosh garn nice outside to not hear the birds in the background, even though thankfully it doesn't seem to be being picked up by the mic. So anyways, back to our discussion too much too soon. Well, let's first jump into the, the first one that I touched on, and that's expectations. You know, expectations for dogs varies. You have some people who don't expect anything from their dogs, which I think is totally unfair because I think dogs are absolutely amazing and deserve to be trained, and, and you can set expectations for them. You can certainly, you know, expect your dog to to learn certain things, not jumping, biting, healing on a leash, stays, come to you when they're called. I don't care the breed. We've kind of talked about this in past episodes. I don't care about the breed. Dogs, you can set your expectations fair and expect your dog to do certain things. But what I find more are people are setting expectations for their dogs way too high, especially when they're young or when they're new. New meaning you just adopted or rescued this dog and they're just not quite living up to what you thought they would be at that time. Uh, Let's first jump into, let's break this down into two different parts. Let's look at the puppies first. Uh, When you get a new puppy and, and you're working with the dog, I get people who complain that, you know, oh, my dog, they're just not grasping potty training. Potty training's going really bad, whatever. And I'm like, okay, how old's your dog? And they're like 10 weeks old. Well, 10 weeks old. Well, if you got your dog at eight weeks, like you should, um, 
you've given your dog two weeks before you're already going to tell us the struggle's real when it comes to potty training. It, trust me, it's not. If you're two weeks in, you've just barely touched the surface here. And, and I feel like people just expect too much. They take this dog that two weeks prior or not that long prior was peeing on the floor in a, in a litter box or, you know, not a litter box, but a, a whelping box or in, blue, in, in wood chips or whatever it might be. And now, you know, two weeks later, you're upset your dog, that your dog hasn't figured out to go to the bathroom outside. I mean, that, that's a lot to ask. That's a huge ask. On top of setting expectations high for puppies, I feel like um, biting, jumping, barking, issues you know in their kennels, all these things that people just don't understand, or maybe they understand, but they just wish it would go through faster. Puppies have developmental stages that take a long time. You know, puppy developmental stages can go up to 18 months. So you're looking at a dog that's a year and a half who could possibly still be going through developmental stages. So understand that when you're training set your expectations more fair look for small victories that's what i always tell people small victories are what you want to look for especially through puppy training or through new dog training because if you're just like i just want my dog to be potty trained that's not going to happen overnight that takes a lot of time and i don't want you to get discouraged because you set your bar so high or too soon and it's just a bar that a, a young dog like a, like a puppy just isn't able to to get to just off of the fact that it's so young. So really be careful with setting your expectations too high. Understand these are puppies and they're learning. Um, but at the same time, I don't mean when I'm saying this, I'm not saying don't do anything with your dog. Have expectations, but have them be small little goals or little milestones or little things like I expect that in a week we're going to get sit. I expect that in a in another week, maybe you're going to start to do really good at luring for healing or something. Um, but don't just expect that this young dog is going to be this perfect little thing. And really, it doesn't matter if the dog you had before was perfect the whole time. Either you got lucky or you have puppy amnesia, which is totally legit. And you just totally forgot how much work the puppy was. Um, I feel like people need to like vlog or something their first like three months with their dog so that later on in life when they go hey I want to get a new puppy and they're like our last dog was never like that they'll go back and watch those and go holy crap no it was we just forget we forget because they have puppy eyes and their cute little smushy faces and it causes our brain to do something that just all bad things go away and we just think the dog was a perfect puppy from day one when realistically probably wasn't but that's just what happens so Remember that. Now let's go ahead and jump over to the new dog, meaning you maybe just rescued a dog. And this could go for any age. You know, if you rescue a puppy, obviously you could go back to what I just talked about. But if you rescue anything, say five, six months and older, um, you have to watch your expectations for this too. Now this really varies back and forth. Um, you have the people who, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, you have people who rescue dogs and then they just feel bad for the dog because the dog maybe had a rough start or whatever. And they're just going, you know what? This dog had a tough start. I don't want to set any expectations for this dog. I just want this dog to just be here. And then the dog is like jumping on stuff and being out of control and, and everything. And you're not doing anything about it because you feel bad for the dog and the start it had before. 
I'm always for fresh starts, blank slate. I don't care what happened in your past, although I'll consider it if it's extreme things, but I don't care about what happened in your past. This is now dogs live in the moment. We should train in the moment for that too and be prepared and just do it. Um, also then I see again, people set the bar too high. I've had, I've, I've heard of people or talked to people who are considering returning a rescue dog because the dog wasn't settling into their house and it's been like a week, a week, a week. And a week, I'll say that again, it, it, it hasn't been that long. You need to understand, and I say ignore the past, but ignore it to a point, but remember at least that there is a past. Your dog has a history. Now, that might mean that it's going to take your dog a little bit of time to settle in to its new life. So maybe bad habits or maybe just something as simple as as being nervous with people. I say that simple. It's not. But as, as being nervous with people, you need to develop, this dog needs to develop trust in you, needs to settle into their system, into your system, into your flow. And so don't be like, oh my God, it's been a week and this dog still hasn't settled in. This dog hasn't bonded with me. I mean, sometimes dogs come with trust issues. For sure, they can come with trust issues. So to try and rush things and then get disappointed. And then what do you do? Or some people do, they end up going, well, I guess this isn't the right fit for me. And the dog goes. Now, if it's legit not the right fit for you, I'd rather have you send the dog back than set everything up for, for potential heartbreak or disaster down the road if it's not a right fit. But if it's just the dog trying to still settle in, man, you have to give it some time. You got to throw in some training. You got to do some stuff that's really going to help you guys bond and, and, and set rules and all that stuff. So remember that. Like, Don't set the bar too low. Don't set the bar too high. Kind of, again, like I mentioned... Look at where the dog is at. Get like your baseline. Anytime a dog comes into a program, we always baseline the dog first. So we go, okay, let's run a baseline on this dog and see where they're at training everything. So we run through all the different things the owner wants us to do or that needs to get done. And then what happens after that is we go, all right, now we're going to look like the next week, we're going to do another kind of report and see where are we at. And we're not going to get these jumps where it's like the dog was terrible at something and then absolutely perfect in a week. But what we're looking at is progress in training. It's the same thing you guys should be doing. Run kind of a baseline of your dogs and then really break down. Like, you know what? Last week, the dog couldn't hold a sit for two seconds. Now the dog's able to hold a sit for two seconds. That's progress. And I don't care if it's slow progress. Progress is still just that. It's progress. You're moving forward to your goal that you want to get to. And I think that is just incredibly important. And sometimes we fail to break down and really look at the small victories. We're always looking at the finish line, the finish line. That's where we want to go. Well, as everybody knows, you can't, like, if you just get a brand new job, you're not going to go from bottom of the totem pole to top of the totem pole in a new job. You're going to have to work your way up. And it's, it's these steps, it's, it's promotions and everything. And that's what's happening in dog training. Your dog is progressively getting to that finish line where you want your dog to be. But just because your dog's not there or just because your dog isn't going as fast as you want them to go, no, that's just what it is. Look at the small victories. Take those small victories and celebrate them with your dog. All right, so let's go ahead and jump to too much too soon on the other end. And that is freedoms. Giving your dog too much freedom too soon, and again, we can separate this into uh, two different categories, your puppies and then your newly rescued, whatever you want to call dogs. So with puppies, too much too soon. Puppies go through a stage, I swear to God, where you think they are like the most perfect dog, and I'm not saying your dog's not perfect, it probably is, 
but your dog is the most perfect dog and is like not getting in any trouble. Whether that's when you first get the dog and the puppy just follows you around, you can have it loose outside without a leash on because it's not going to run away. And you're like, God, this dog is awesome. And then you start maybe throwing in freedoms for the dog. Well, you know what? You're so good. Maybe you don't need your kennel. You know what? You're so good. I'm just going to let you be loose all the time, or I'm not going to supervise you all the time, or you know what? It's been four days since you've had a potty accident, so I'm going to go ahead and just let you have free roam. Those are things that end up coming back. Nine times out of ten, they come back and bite you right in the butt. And, and again, we need to, as people, as excited as we are for, for dogs, for getting a puppy, and for progress, we're always excited to like get to the next step, the next level. As excited as we are, we have to remember that the dog's age is what it is. Okay, You can't change your dog's age. The only thing that can change your dog's age is time. So we have to keep in mind, look, yes, our puppy's a little rock star right now. They're probably going to go through a teenage or an adolescent or whatever stage that's going to make the dog be not so great or suddenly not want to listen as much or want to go adventure off or whatever, whatever, whatever. The dog may have some issues. So we have to keep in mind, again, like I mentioned before, the puppy stages and this roller coaster of emotions and all this crap that the dogs go through, the puppies go through, we have to remember that that stuff is going to still happen. I don't care how awesome your dog is. We have to be careful that we're not giving freedoms too fast. And this, on more of a serious note, freedoms too fast can lead to very, very, very tragic endings. Where I I had a client one time who who decided that their puppy, she didn't want to kennel the dog, for one. I said, you should create this dog. She thought creating was cruel. I said, you know, look, it's a safety thing. Trust me, whatever. And every week she'd come to class Every week she would complain that her dog was getting into something, doing something. I said, look, you're giving it too much freedom. Put the dog in a kennel. Isolate the dog somehow so that it can't do this. She said no. And then finally, I think like week four or five in class, she called and unfortunately said she couldn't come because her dog got into the garbage, got a chip bag stuck over its head and ended up suffocating. And I know this podcast or, you know, this podcast, I try to keep it happy. I know I talk about serious stuff. But this stuff needs to be mentioned periodically because these are the things that keep me up at night. These are the things that make me come out and do episodes like this to say, look, we need to be careful what we're doing. Because I hear of and see a lot of these scary, sad, tragic situations come up that are 100% avoidable. And when they're avoidable, it's sad, it's frustrating, it's angering. Um, you know, it's just not pleasant for me knowing that there was things you could do and had you just listened to me, and I'm not saying you have to listen to me, but if she just would have listened to me and created her dog and isolated and just kept an eye on the dog a little bit better, this could have been totally prevented. So, you know, again, puppies are awesome, but if you're giving them freedoms too fast, you could run into chewing on electrical cords where they could get electrocuted, eating things that are potentially dangerous and poisonous eating things that can cause obstructions, and then you have to pay for expensive surgeries. You know, there's so many things. The list goes on and on. Puppies are so, and and puppies are smart, awesome dogs. But puppies are so stupid to reality at that age. They put things in their mouth they shouldn't. They get into things they shouldn't. Because they don't know any better, we need to help them and show them. Trial and error is a part of puppy learning. But if we can, like, 
sculpt it and make sure that the trial and error are safe, positive experiences or just safe experiences, not even necessarily positive, but just safe experiences, we're going to be a lot better and our dogs are going to be a heck of a lot safer. Too many freedoms, jumping over to the rescue end of it. Uh, Rescue dogs, you know, again, you feel bad for the dog. It had a bad start. You want to give it a good start. So you're like, you know what? I'm not going to kennel you. You're going to have free run of the house. You're going to do what you want. And what we see a lot with those are destructive behavior, whether it's through anxieties that maybe were there beforehand, or if it's chewing on your couch or getting up on the counters, um, just bad habits that maybe could have been the reason that dog was surrendered in the first place, that really you should be working on nipping in the bud right now and just saying enough of that. You know, so... so Again, making sure you're not giving the dog too much freedom too soon. There needs to be, I always feel like, when you first get a dog, puppy, or whatever, there needs to be a set of rules and expectations set in place before I start to, like, let things slide or let rules slip a little bit. You know, like, for me, or for us, this is a long time ago now, but when we had our one of our dogs, the rule was no dogs on the couch, no dogs on furniture, you know, nothing like that. And as the dog started to grow up and mature and not push us and be respectful and, and there, weren't, there weren't any issues, I said, you know what? You're awesome. Let's let you up on the couch. And then the dog was a lot on the furniture and that was the end of that. Even growing up as a kid, like there were rules. There were strict rules and there should be. It's a safety thing, you know? You teach kids you don't run out in roads. You teach kids you don't talk to strangers, you know, and, and, and all these different things. Well, it was the same with me growing up where I was given these set of rules. And then as I got older and earned them, which is questionable, I mean, whatever. But as I earned them, then I started to, to get more. Okay, now your curfew went from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock to 11, and then finally just no curfew, whatever. Same thing with like where I could go. It was like, I remember it was like my birthday. And one of the things for my birthday for a few years there was like, okay, now you can go drive, you can go ride your bike to Kmart. Oh yeah, I can go to Kmart. Cool. And then you can, then, then the next year it was like, you know what? You can ride your bike to the mall. And it was just like these little exciting milestones. And, and that's kind of what you want to do with your dog. You know, you've been awesome. I want to now give you more privileges. I'm going to allow you more things as opposed to the opposite where you let your dog get away with a ton of stuff. Puppy or rescue don't matter, but you let your dog get away with a ton of stuff. And then you're like, you know what? We should probably tighten these rules up because that tends to go a lot worse. It's easier to give than to take away. I mean, think about that. If you live in a mansion for 10 years and then somebody comes to you and goes, you know what? We're going to take this mansion away from you. I'm going to give you like a two-bedroom apartment, and that's where you're going to live now, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Is that going to be easy? Oh, heck no. But if the opposite happens, if you live in a, a two-bedroom apartment at first, and then someone's like, I'm going to give you a mansion, that's easy. That's a piece of cake. You know, I'll certainly take that. And if anyone's listening that wants to go ahead and give me a mansion, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue. <laughs> Anyways, so... That's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is just watch your expectations of your dogs, whether it's or watch how much you're giving your dog. If it's too much too soon or, or whatever, expectation wise, definitely make sure that that you're setting that bar fair 
and you're you're celebrating the small victories and you're just watching I keep giving all these examples it's like the stock market that stock market market slowly grows it's not going to go from like no monies to all monies super fast it slowly grows what you're doing with your dog you're investing your time and your training into your dog for these small victories that are going to potentially lead to long-term awesomeness um and then obviously freedoms just be really careful on what you're allowing your dog to do uh whether it's age related or relationship related because you haven't had the dog long enough to be like hey you know what i'm gonna let you out the front and we had somebody close to us living by us here who rescued a dog and like a week later the dog was in our yard and i got the dog brought it back to them and they're like oh well we thought he'd just stick around this dog doesn't know you this dog doesn't know where it is and you're just expecting your dog to just stay in the yard that is so not fair to the dog and it sets the dog up for danger that it doesn't know about because it hasn't been shown and it hasn't been taught the right things to do so make sure you're being fair to your dogs make sure you're setting the bars nice and fair and level for them don't go too high don't set the bar super high for your dogs that it's impossible to reach and don't set the bar too low because give these animals credit i don't care what breed your dog is your dog is potentially very 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 smart and just work with them work with them a ton get them where you want them to be and then when you start getting that the results you like that's when you can start to maybe give them more freedoms or set your expectations a little higher because you know what, you've been awesome, so I'm going to make it more difficult for you. But that is it, guys. That's all I have for you this week. I uh, thank you guys for listening. Like I mentioned at the beginning, check out ondogtrainingacademy.com. Uh, we're going to be putting out courses here hopefully shortly, uh, and we'll be offering a bunch of online courses uh, on that website. So ondogtrainingacademy.com, and if you're interested, Click that subscribe button button on that website and fill in your information and we will be sending you updates as courses launch. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Hopefully it was educational. Hopefully you learned something. And like always, guys, we'll see you next week.